0: Hey Greg, um, how you doing, man? Rough, rough day. How you doing?
1: Yeah, rough weekend. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, it's a lot to take in. I am trying to be mindful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm taking fifteen minutes every morning to meditate. I'm using a sort of uh, breathing technique, uh, and. Uh, that is in time with sort of a, a dropping of my shoulders and a clenching and unclenching of my fists. I'm trying to channel my, uh, you know, not just despair, but but really rage into self-actualization.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, man. For me, I just, like, I got to stay busy. You know, I'm just trying not to actually let my mind wander too much. So, you know, I've been throwing myself into the work quarter starting here pretty soon, but I'm also, you know, I've been in the kitchen, I've been cooking, I've been baking, you know, just good to keep your hands busy, kind of. Right now, you got to focus on the things you can do, you know, yeah. not the things that are out of your control.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, how- Colin, it's good to hear your voice, Colin. I, How are you dealing with this? I mean, what's the word? Death.
2: It's been terrible. I I don't even know what to say, or really, or where to start. I mean our house has just been full of tears still was just still crying. And I I mean, I don't know how you two found out, but my four year old daughter came up to me and she had tears in her eyes. And I said, what's wrong? And then she did the Wakanda pose and said, Ruth Conda forever. And then I, I knew the RBG was gone. Colin,
1: 200,000 people have died of coronavirus. What the
2: fuck are you on about? I know, Greg, but RBG always broke barriers to the very end, the 200,000 COVID death. <laughs> back to seattle sucks a podcast about hating the city we love
1: yeah we're we're here we're
0: doing it yeah we're back and the smoke is gone i don't think it's a coincidence that we decided to record today and the smoke disappeared
2: well i thought (sighs) i heard when um basically an entire quarter of a of the country was up in flames that that meant you were going to get a new Supreme Court justice. Is that right? <laughs> that,
1: that was the smoke signal. Was, that, yeah. Um, <laughs> when when the countryside pours black smoke, you know uh, we're in need of a new justice. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you uh, where I was at, and I will always remember where I was at when RPG <laughs> died, Just like just like all of you will. But uh, I was in eastern Washington with uh, my Republican father-in-law who just leaned over to me in the chair uh, as he was trimming his weed. He leaned over in the chair and just started (laughs) laughing. He goes, hey, man, RBG died. And then we actually bonded
1: (laughs) over (laughs) a good laugh. (laughs) laugh Okay, I found out RBG (laughs) died um, when I was busy mourning for the 200,000 COVID deaths um, on the Slack uh, in a post, the text of which is just from Brian. And a link to a CNN story. Because it's fucking hilarious. It is funny. It's And it just keeps getting funnier.
0: Yeah. I mean... Funny because it is just another example of ultimate like liberal hubris and selfishness completely yeah. blowing up in their face. But the other part is just the complete I mean weekend and now, let's be serious. This is gonna go on for at least a week. Meltdown oh, yeah. that has been going on around. This.
1: I don't know. That's up to Mitch yeah. McConnell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think it'll take him a whole week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh first off, I mean There's been an amazing amount of cope out on that timeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, oh, yeah. my God. Immediately it started. And it's just yeah. every, at every turn, it just, the hopes just keep getting dashed. And it's like, <laughs> uh, the first, I mean, uh, like, the question, to even bring up the, um, the Merrick Garland thing, the, like, the obama's last you know justice being denied nine months before the election is like that's your first mistake liberals like mm. that's ancient fucking history no one cares yeah. mitch mcconnell doesn't care his base doesn't care yeah a republican senators a don't give a shit no one cares yeah um they they won that round that was just a win it mm-hmm. was just a awesome thing they did for <laughs> themselves, their base, their actual constituencies. Um, that was just them d- using the power they had to do politics. No one cares beyond that. Yeah. Um, and the idea that like, like that is even the jumping off point for talking about this is a laugh. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, as Mitch McConnell has pointed out, this is a different situation. This is a situation in which the presidency and the Senate is controlled by the same <laughs> craven fucking party yeah. that wants to get more psychos on the fucking bench for the next 50 years. Yes. So, what? I mean, they're, they're, they will stop at nothing. Well, it was an interesting game of chicken, too, at the end of the Obama
0: administration because – what people forget, including every single lib tweeting about this on fucking Twitter, is that Obama actually had a Senate majority for the majority of his two, you know, eight years <laughs> in office. Yep. And uh, RBG, Stephen Breyer, all these guys, they could have all retired at any point in there and actually maintained, you know, the seat or whatever. Although Obama, I mean, let's be serious, would have put a Republican in on that court, you know, in the interest of fairness, uh, but you yeah,
1: would have put Merrick Garland on the court. Exactly. court. Yeah, he literally... Again,
0: like, his whole strategy was, I'll put somebody up so conservative that nobody can possibly complain about it. But it was a hilarious game of... Because then ch- we won't have to fight about it. <laughs> exactly. It was a hilarious game of chicken, though, because RBG did the exact same thing that Mitch McConnell did, which she said... I'm pretty sure the Democrats can pull this out in 2016. And so I'll just keep writing right on into there because, you know, fuck it. I'm a legend. And uh, you know, Mitch McConnell basically said the exact same thing about Merrick Garland, which is, you know, fuck it. We're gonna block it because I think a Republican's gonna win in two
1: thousand sixteen. He and didn't know it, for we'll a legend. He <laughs> It didn't matter. it doesn't matter. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like he was operating in like a real world with like, yeah. Yeah. like <laughs> that wasn't like an insane fantasy. He was just doing yeah. politics. It's like there who knows? Fuck. Yeah. It's an election year. Fuck it. Anything could happen. Yeah. I, why not? Why? Like, it's no skin off his nose. It's no yeah, like why not again, block it, right? It only uh God, the if of course everyone exploded on Twitter about like all again all these scenarios all these contingencies all this like oh we're gonna get out in the streets all the libs <laughs> are just added again and immediately
0: oh Charlotte Clymer basically <laughs> say we're all gonna get out the streets we're all marching to Mitch McConnell's house and then 15 minutes later she's like
1: house is dark doesn't seem to be there's there's there no, there's we're no all here leaving. but cops we're leaving we're leaving I mean fucking unbelievable <laughs> perfect it's amazing <laughs> it's, it's so perfect um fucking uh one of the first people to like read the most powerful democrats to pipe up hillary clinton saying Mm. well uh it's a three-step plan uh after all these people after all the libs online are out like going we're gonna burn it to the ground um hillary clinton uh well it's a three-step process first appeal to republican senators on principle (laughs) uh try you know try to convince uh them and then uh use procedural trickery and go down fighting (laughs) go down like from the beginning the like idiot lib base is out there going like yeah we're gonna burn this to the ground and their precious leaders are like yeah 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 we'll make a show of it of to, if you're going to give her some credit, Hillary Clinton does point out the, the what would be the actual strategy, uh, procedural oh. shit, basic mm-hmm. filibuster it. But in the same sentence, literally says, "and go down fighting." Yeah, again, yeah, make so. a sh- basically just saying make a show of it.
2: Yeah, do but, some but virtue
1: signaling on this. you're not actually going to do anything, <laughs> hypocrisy, and acknowledging immediately, day one, this that whatever effort will be a failure. Then you have Nancy Pelosi. Um, Either just I don't That's (laughs) With George Stephanopoulos Is
2: Good morning
1: Good good morning Sunday morning Sunday morning Setting her up A softball Like a But don't you mean to say You're gonna do everything You can to stop this And she's like "Uh, Eve I don't know It's so It's impossible You know what It is impossible To tell the difference between a degenerated member of the ruling class who is just so completely distant from real human life that their, like, speech patterns and thoughts make no sense to you, and a dementia patient.
2: Like,
1: (laughs) I don't know which it is. Is she just so annoyed at being Mm -hmm. asked to commit to do anything even just for political the sake of political posturing which is all like Mm -hmm. stephanopoulos was trying to set her up for to just say to just lie and say yeah we're gonna really fight this was she so annoyed at being asking that that she was just petulant with him or was her brain like sizzling out of her ears like it, I, I don't, I honestly can't tell. You cannot tell. <laughs> the only
0: non senility explanation I got that made any sense to me, because it's definitely not her being annoyed. Like somebody said that she looked like somebody who was soused, like that she was just tanked. There, again, I the think same, same thing, again you cannot
1: tell the difference.
0: <laughs> the real answer that they don't want to talk about is just like, you know, the shortages of toilet paper, the shortage, of, the, the no ammo left, there's, you know, the shorts, everything because of COVID. The shorts of have a trina chrome, too. <laughs> They're, falling <laughs> <apart>. <laughs> They're falling apart. They're falling apart. But I mean, she's, you know, everyone was like, oh, maybe she also uh, is fucking has dementia because she's also fucking an ancient fossil. <laughs> like, literally, everybody in the Democratic Party is apparently 80 years old or older. You know, I mean, fucking unbelievable. Somebody was like, You know, uh, asking why why R B G didn't retire during Obama's first administration, uh, like she could see, you know, eight years into the future, and it's like. She was over 80 then. (laughs) She was over 80
2: then. Yeah, absolutely insane.
0: Over 80 then with multiple, she had 85 forms of cancer. Some of them haven't been seen since the Stone Age when she was fucking born.
1: And yeah, it's like impossible to see that she might croak at literally any fucking second. It's impossible to see, like... (laughs) <laughs> was she just poisoned by the general air of liberal hubris around the future of, like, the, the demographics of the country and the electoral reality of the end of the Republican Party and Democratic dominance? Or was she similarly convinced by the sales pitch of the people supplying her adrenochrome, right? Like, it's just like, no, don't worry. You're going to live forever. You're going to live to be 115 years Hundred and fifty years old. You look younger every day. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's impossible to tell. Well, all we do
0: know is that her dying wish, her her fervent, yeah, fervent final, yeah, her fervent final words, her words yeah, yeah, was uh, oh, this is so funny that nobody should replace her except the next president. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually
1: wish, that's so I, it's so fucking funny.
2: I thought. Her, I thought her <laughs> favorite wish was that they'd remake the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically as big an ask. Yeah. I, I was
1: like, well, I uh, love it. I all similarly the- fucking never going to happen.
0: Well, I love first that Democrats were holding this up as if anybody gives a shit. And then we're shocked when Mitch McConnell was like, I don't care because why would anybody care? Like honestly, I mean, who who gives a shit? It's yeah, like, how, sorry, you, you don't get to choose the schedule on which they're replaced.
2: How are they still <laughs> doing this? How are they still like? He, how? Why is why is Mitch Dude, not following the rules? Yeah, it's I mean, like the joke is like. Yeah, go on, Colin. Well, it's just amazing because I keep hearing this in my personal life too. Of we just need to get back to normal. We need to get back to a decent time in America, and it's like the all the pretense of order and and rule is is gone like that there's a positive to that in that we can do whatever we want to right but like <laughs> they keep expecting that they're gonna do the right in quotes thing still yeah. after well four years it's worse than that it's like my question if it's even the <laughs> right
1: thing though like that I'm, exactly. Yeah, like exactly. I, I'm sorry, you're a fucking
0: public servant who's dead. You get replaced as soon as possible. That's the actual <laughs> yes, fucking. That's the that's problem the with schedule. this whole thing.
1: Yeah, what they did in 2008, where nine months before mm-hmm. the election, 2016. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or sorry, 2016, where nine months before the election, Mitch McConnell refused to seat them. That was the sort of. That was the great feat of uh political mm-hmm. grit and uh they va- you know an unconstitutional crime if you mm-hmm. can characterize that's the thing there's an argument against they already did that they won that that was a real <laughs> like constitutional coup that took place okay a constitutional crisis that mm-hmm. was a constitutional crisis that is the definition of a fucking constitutional crisis in this country yeah. but what but they won it because, even given that the enormity of that of refusing to seat a fucking justice, mm-hmm. um, to have the vote, the Democrats could not make the fucking hay out of that. Could not mm-hmm. forget, not even outmaneuver it. They couldn't make the hay out of it to make it happen. They couldn't. They just let it roll over them and gone. Oh, can you? Can you believe they're? Oh, this is just. Can you believe they're doing this? Oh my goodness. Uh well, this is going to boy, this is really going to hurt them in the upcoming election <laughs> is what they were all thinking. Yeah. That that's already done. That's the past. No one gives a <laughs> shit. You already failed. You <laughs> already let an actual constitutional coup take place. Uh that, mm-hmm. that that was the crime, okay? This is fuck this you can talk about the norms and the rules whatever. This is the yeah. basic thing. Yes. A uh, justice has died. It's the job of the sitting president. And you can talk to me all you want about var- various times there've mm. been norms where this has not been do- whatever. I fuck up. No, that shit yeah. doesn't matter. It never did. Those are choices mm. people make when uh, the when power is basically aligned. Like it doesn't like mm. these are all choices. Now, this is the thing. This is if when they do this, if they're going to be just fulfilling their constitutional duty. But of course, immediately like everyone's like but but Ruth Bader Ginsburg Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't want him the seat to be filled. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, um she's dead and the Supreme mm-hmm. Court has no say. Uh certain libs were out saying, "Um uh, <clears throat> Justice Roberts should uh, send a strongly worded letter uh to <laughs> Trump uh, uh <laughs> insisting that he wait." It's select- like, "How fuck where do you this is some serious fucking cope because yeah on every level that is insane first of all (laughs) trump and mcconnell don't give a shit yeah Uh, yeah. and there's no reason they should yeah secondly the idea that roberts i'll put it down he won't he's not gonna say shit yeah because he doesn't give a shit either he doesn't he wants it to happen are you kidding people are the libs in the age of trump because like roberts has let like a few like tiny little things slip through the court that he's voted with that they didn't hate think he's like on their side or something. This is a very conservative justice whose main priority, like all of them is Mm -hmm. maintaining the fucking sanctity, uh, (laughs) independence and political viability of this rotten fucking institution, this undemocratic fucking, cesspool of uh wizards we appoint for life okay <laughs> and that's why he sometimes because he fucking reads the mm-hmm. he reads the wind like yeah so he sees where the wind's blowing what the court has done for the last like many generations like um and he's not gonna he's not gonna fucking say shit about this and he's if he's pressed on it he's gonna say you know uh blah blah blah, blah the constitution the senate the presidency like yeah. And he's going to say as little as possible. And he'll be right. Yeah. From his perspective, from the perspective of our dog shit constitution, the awful institution of constitution and the awful institution of the Supreme Court. Uh, he's he'll be right to stay the fuck out of it. It's not his fucking job. He has yeah. no constitutional role in uh, appointing the uh, yeah. uh, appointing people to the court. The next thing is like, I don't know. The joke is, the jo- through all of this. I mean, Dick Durbin mm. was out on TV, uh, mm. saying yeah. like, "Listen, you know, yeah, everyone's, uh, you know, gosh, all of our uh, constituents are out there just asking us to like, oof, boy, like filibuster and and <laughs> oof, boy, do all procedures, stop it at any cost, and boy, that's just not how the Senate works, you know. <laughs> uh, we got to let things go, and it's like, well, actually." That's the thing that's full of shit, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, Justice Roberts can do nothing. The Democrats in the Senate absolutely can. Absolutely. If they want to stop this, they absolutely can. It's not hard. They can do it. Uh, You don't have to have control of the Senate. Now, who knows? Uh, At least they can try. They can do everything. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to stop this. Mm-hmm. if they really did mount a filibuster, that's the thing that's the that's the wall right that's the wall they could put up that's the tool they have they could actually procedurally stop it they could filibuster it they mm-hmm. can really do it does that sound like anything the yeah. democratic senate would ever do maybe i mean maybe bernie sanders yeah uh but like they're they're not going to get together and do this and they're already saying dick Durbin is out there saying like gosh no we don't do that shit yeah the joke is if they did I, that's just it's a totally incomprehensible thing to imagine that ever happening but if they did i wouldn't be surprised if the republicans um went around uh, changed the rules and yeah. did it anyway yeah, yeah I it. um because they will get this through they yeah, will yeah. do anything this will happen i I won't be shocked if there is a a Supreme Court justice appointed before this episode comes out. I mean, it could easily take three weeks, but uh, they could do it tomorrow night. Yeah, well, basically one of two things is going to happen. Either
0: they're going to get somebody rammed through in the next week or two, or they're going to hold off until after the election and use it to get their base out and then ram them through after the election, no matter what. That's the only
1: calculation is them thinking like, is this better for us? Yeah, for the election. Electorally- while the fight is still happening or after we've won it. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of think it's after they've won it. I think that's... I mean, the fight's going to be bitter. I mean, maybe drag it out. Drag it out. You know, keep it going and then win right before the election. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Or just wait until afterwards because either way, they're getting
0: this seat right so basically what's gonna end up happening is obama gave them one seat right by just refusing to fucking push a judge through and now ruth bear ginsburg has given trump a second seat and they're absolutely gonna take it because uh they actually do want to exercise power unlike the democratic party but i mean it's this insane i mean The dying wish thing is so funny. I mean, somebody on Twitter had this, so I can't take credit, but basically just said that Democrats and Republicans alike just both desperately want a monarchy. Like, that's what this shit is. Like, uh, the king's last wish wish for who should, you fulfill his position. I mean, so ridiculous. Like, if I'm fucking president and I have a terminal illness, can I leave it as my dying wish that the presidency doesn't exist anymore? (laughs) It's so fucking stupid. But uh, the, the real thing that the Democrats should have taken out of this is that the Supreme Court is fucking stupid and should be destroyed and dismantled yeah right like along with the senate yeah by yeah <laughs> no shit biden yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> in america <laughs> yeah while biden you know while the democratic president is standing on top of the corpse of the senate and the supreme court he should with his last you know breath just ram a fucking sword through his fucking body you know yeah but uh you know the smart thing is that biden should be running on look, they're going to ram somebody through, but I'm going to come in and I'm going to pack the fucking Supreme Court. I'm going to add, you know, six fucking justices. You know, fuck it. The institution's stupid anyways. Who cares? Again, but does instead, that sound like something
1: they're going to do? No, he's
0: already come out and said that he will never do that. So, yeah. So basically the you know <laughs> the leader in the house of the democratic party has told you fuck it we're not going to do anything democratic senators have told you fuck it we're not going to do anything and joe biden said not only am i not going to do anything now i won't do anything if i get elected too so
1: <laughs> the most th- this is the uh, all, uh, resistance the most terrible <laughs> reading of it all the reality is they they don't care they don't care they want conservative justice they want a conservative yeah. supreme court um they don't care that they're like uh, Federalist Society psychos um, You know If you want to read it more charitably Or at least part of their psyche That is not Is they think th- this makes sense Electorally like mm-hmm. Claire McCaskill was it, Like came out uh, You know one of the Many senators who will for fuckly, Probably just end up voting for whoever uh, McConnell puts through there um, Saying like guys calm Down Um McConnell wants power uh he's not gonna do this because um it's gonna hurt them in uh the election in the Senate races and it's <laughs> like first of all uh are you one of our most highest elected pundits like what is this about like what what a re- like yeah. this th- just doing punditry as a senator can you even imagine and and completely wrong like how How does someone who's been in the Senate for that long, as long as Claire McCaskill has been there since I think the fucking 90s, Mm. not like immediately understand that they're going to do this and instead coming out going like, don't worry, uh, it doesn't make sense electorally for Mitch McConnell to do this. Then if you say, even if you accept her absurd premise that this could be bad in the Senate races, um, they don't that they're still going to put this justice through. Mitch McConnell's not going to fucking lose his race. Like,
0: Well, and also, do you think they care more about a Senate seat that they'll just get back in six years?
1: Yeah. Or a Supreme
0: Court seat that they'll keep for fucking decades? Because they're going to fucking put somebody who's like 25 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's going to be Barron Trump or somebody. But here's the
1: thing. I don't know where she's getting this shit about, like, this being electoral poison for them that doesn't it's, it's fantasy land that's crazy the I mean, libs have once again retreated to look, fantasy <laughs> the whole thing this whole fight what the major electoral effect it I think will probably have is drive up turnout overall it no. will juice the Democratic base but it you know to, to whatever degree but I mean it's so it, my big fear is that mm. Democratic turnout will be low and like so this is something like oh something <laughs> matters you know hmm um, but it's going to do this fucking same thing for to, so what if this becomes this big thing if people start paying attention people get really like hyped over this shit maybe we won't have the lowest uh, turnout, turnout election uh, in ever you know in 50 years maybe that'll be the effect of this but it's going to juice the Republican base just as much I think I think whoever wins this fight is going to feel it the res- the rewards of it most electorally in the Senate races and the presidential election. Now it's harder for the Democrats to win this fight because it's just about like they have to, you know, election day, they could still pass it, they could still get mm-hmm. someone through after, but I don't know. Uh, but they're not going to do it. So I, I think ultimately like it's either a wash or it redounds to the Republicans. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's crazy to sit there and think like a oh, McConnell's going to be like, again, He's going to sit there and think like a Democrat for some yeah. reason and go like, gosh, oh, I don't want to do something because then somebody somewhere might get angry. It's like... Yeah. They, they, what? How, these people are fucking dumb, dude. <laughs>
0: Exercise power? No thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, part of it is that, I mean, for a lot of like Dem senators and shit like that too, like, what are you going to say? You know you're not going to do anything. So where are you yeah. going to say? Like, oh, I guess we're fucked, right? You know, um, but... I mean, just to get through like the the fucking just uh, cope that was happening online. One of our 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 local <laughs> one of our local journalist libs or whatever that was melting down, who I won't say their name. We'll keep, we'll keep them. Uh, to protect you know, there are here.
1: good libs in this town.
0: But yeah, it's not always awful, but was having a definite meltdown. But, uh, you know, he decided to launch this theory that this is all part of an elaborate plot so that Trump will get a 6-3 to majority, which is, of course, going to allow him to steal the election because this is how far out Trump is thinking about his campaign, which, again, this is retreating into fantasy for Libs. I guarantee you, Trump thinks he's winning this election, and I got to tell you, I think a lot of Republicans think he's going to win this one, too, because it looks like he's going to win this election. Unless
1: they (laughs) murdered Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Like, this happened... this the timing of this now. If you want to blame a conspiracy <laughs> again, blame fucking the conspiracy of democratic brained hubris, you yeah. know, like yeah, uh, that's, this is that's 100%. The, how the timing plays yeah. out here. This they're is on the Democratic Party, they're going to do it. They're gonna do it because that's what they're in power for. Yeah, yeah. they're going to do it because they Mitch McConnell's going to get it through because he knows. Just like he knew the last time, there's a chance the presidency could change hands. Sure. So he's going to fucking do it. Yeah, just yeah. going to do it because he's in power. He's the Senate yeah. majority leader. The Republicans control the Senate and the, they're just going to do it because that's what you do. When you're in power, you're there <laughs> to do things. I mean, it's so fucking basic. Uh, and yes, look, look, it's not uh, crazy to think that in like, a nightmare scenario befitting the year 2020 um this could be an exceptionally close re- election that could be challenged in the courts and that this it could come down to uh either uh the the fuck the, the thing that doesn't matter is if they don't have ruth Bader ginsburg on the court then you've got this even numbered court that honestly probably still it all it's all there's no scenario where it doesn't go Trump's way yeah, anyway. Yeah. If this comes down to a contested thing, <laughs> uh, the votes, even with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah, yeah. they would still fucking give it to uh, the Trump. The, Trump, the, the Trump. court's only got more conservatives since 2000. Are you fucking <laughs> out of your mind? My God, yeah. the, there's no scenario where if it's that bad, if it's this like 2000 scenario where there's, Fucking close in some big states, and they're fucking stealing it. The court's going to give it to him if she was alive. Now that she's dead and with only eight people on the court, it'll go to Trump. Yeah. Because in the end of the day, part of what happened is the people, the opposing force, are Democrats. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Al Gore just fucking rolled over. Yeah, uh, Yeah. And like everybody understood that. Like these things aren't just the Supreme Court in 2000 didn't like conservatives on the court didn't like get together and like huddle together with their fingers steepled going holy shit man this my i'm rock hard to steal this shit and just brazenly get away with it they looked around and went oh this is going to work this is mm-hmm. oh yeah this it's all fuck just this is just a domino to knock over no one will give a yeah. shit this is perfect great we have an excuse it's all been set up for us it's perfect it's teed up it's beautiful and uh, sure, enough, and they they read that room right. That It, yep, it, right. it didn't matter. Uh, no, the Democratic Party did not care. God. Al Gore <laughs> did not care. Al Gore stood on the floor of the House and said, "While I strongly disagree with their decision, <laughs> that was yeah. the most I'm going to make vocal fucking movies." His, that uh, that was the most vocal his uh, opposition to the theft of that election ever got, um, and that was it. And so, yeah, there's I'm sorry if if this is if this is a very low turnout election with a very cl- some very close states, uh, one way or another, it redounds to Trump because the because mm-hmm. they have a fucking organization that is mad for power. They have
2: because they have they're boots trying on the to fucking win, ground. Turns out helps. they have.
1: Yes. Meanwhile, the Biden campaign's not even running a campaign. They're not even campaigning. They're doing nothing nope. to all they're doing is. Uh, cya to blame fuck the left for the loss when it happens you know Mm -hmm. like they're barely campaigning they could do anything he could just to fucking win he could lie and do anything say Mm -hmm. anything he could come out for medicare for all he'd come out for something way less good just anything he could do anything to try and juice the democratic base and they're not doing it
0: Well, to give you the perfect example of sort of fucking lib brain and the fact that they're actually not going to do anything about this. All weekend was just me tweeting at people laughing and going, shut up, you're not going to do shit. But uh, that guy from Pod Save (laughs) America that likes to pretend he directed Iron Man fucking had some fucking tweet where he's like, oh, we should pack the court with three justices because, I mean, as people pointed out, they're like, oh, if you did that, it would still guarantee a fucking Republican majority. Right? And he was like, no. <laughs> or no, it was two justices. You want to pack it with two justices guaranteeing a Republican majority. And it's like that. This is the brain trust of the Democratic Party. This is the Lib brain trust over at fucking Pod Save. Well, it's, their plan for packing the court would ensure that packing the court had no fucking purpose <laughs> other than when <laughs> Dracula gets elected, you know, President twenty twenty four for the Republican Party that he'll pack the court with five hundred justices <laughs> and be like, oh, it's like looks like we win. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's unfucking believable. It's so fucking stupid. But yeah, that that is the depth of their thought on this just unbelievable well yeah it's
1: it's truly awful
0: as much as i love to celebrate the death of uh the notorious rbg and god i wish we could stop fucking having to hear this or hear about how she became a pop culture icon anymore she fucking sucks she sucks her voting record sucks she sucks personally she's an awful f- awful human being yeah. wretched wretched person yeah good 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 riddance, you know, (laughs) down in hell with fucking John McCain and all the rest of them. Fucker.
1: All the liberal heroes.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Soon to be Henry Kissinger. (laughs) Ha ha. He'll never die. Um, But while that was happening, a story got uh, leaked out, I think, initially by the New York Post and then confirmed by some others uh, that was uh, equally funny. Which was the Department of Justice apparently has in some internal documents started discussing declaring Seattle, Portland, and New York City to be quote anarchist jurisdictions where the rule of law no longer applies and federal money no longer has to go. So, uh, how are you doing, Colin? Living in the anarchist state?
2: Oh, it's terrible. It sucks. <laughs> Every everyone you have, to, everyone you see, you have to just. You know, like, make the anarchy sign in front of them on the ground with a stick. hmm <laughs> You
0: know, I'm, like, 38 to... I'm 38 years old. I'm too old to be listening to fucking Crust Punk right now. And it's getting a little tiresome. Uh, well, I do
2: like wearing all black, though. That's nice.
0: You know, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Uh, you know, especially, you know, when you're putting on a little weight, all black. It's slimming. <laughs> slimming, yeah. It's lemming. It's swimming,
1: yeah. It's well, what I don't like, you know... Is um, I see this as essentially this is like the a classic colonial strategy of playing like uh, multiple entrenched sort of bases of power against each other. By elevating the anarchists, <laughs> the Trump administration has upset the Antifa coalition. <laughs> now, you know, now uh, the the black and red flags uh, mm-hmm. no longer flap and sink. Here in in Seattle and Portland, because, uh, you know, one one group has been uh, elevated for power over the other. This is
0: the most territory that anarchists have ever taken, though, historically. (laughs) (laughs) Zing. Um, But uh, no, I mean, the funny part about all this is that this happened in the midst of what is supposed to, I guess, happen tomorrow, the upcoming vote on Seattle's reformed or amended budget in which, you know, the Seattle City Council proposed an amended budget that, while not meeting uh, even half of the demands of, uh, you know, the people in the streets and Black Lives Matter and such. That's
1: putting it generously. Yeah. uh,
0: Did have some cuts to SBT's budget. Um, I've heard the estimates are,
1: like, around 2%. Yeah, I mean, you know all show that was vetoed by mayor Jenny vetoed by mayor Jenny. Now tomorrow is the vote
0: to override that veto. So now that it's hit our anarchist, uh, state, you know, and our anarchist city council, I can only assume that, uh, they'll come back with an even greater cut to SPD. Ha ha ha. But, uh, yeah, the the thing that we've all been waiting for, which is the Seattle Council's uh, ultimate complete folding on
1: this. Yeah, well, a bill was put out today um, being referred to as the Compromise Bill, which um, <laughs> seems to be introduced, you know, so that if or when possibly the um, veto override fails uh there is another uh funding package for the rest of the year to consider which is basically uh cuts nothing and actually uh basically is nothing even offers like uh more money for recruitment bonuses for 2020 for SBD um uh takes away the sort of the uh grants for community orgs um But you know, strips it by like ninety percent of what it was in the bill that Mayor Jenny vetoed. Um, So yeah, they seem to be setting up a sort of one-two punch of uh, oh gosh, uh, this you know veto override failed by one vote, and so now I guess well we're going to continue forward uh, on our brave quest to ran in the SPD by uh, (laughs) keeping their budget exactly the same and doing nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that in the uh, anarchist uh, republic of Seattle, that the Democrats still have to compromise with the right <laughs> before <laughs> they do anything. But uh, as sort of a side note to this, I mean, on the show, right, we've we've speculated about all the yes votes that are going to turn into no votes. But there was, and we should say, friend of the show, <laughs> Taisha Kim was the one who I think broke this for us on on Twitter. There was this this little thing that was revealed about one Andrew Lewis. So I think we were already confident it was going to turn into a no vote.
1: Oh, my but council member, Andrew Lewis, You're Greg's council member, yeah. Andrew Lewis, uh, also Collins.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, apparently
1: he's bawling one of SPD's lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a tactful way to say it, but he's right. fucking the city attorney's offices, uh, East, precinct liaison attorney. Yeah.
0: So those cops that are beating the shit out of you on the street, Andrew Lewis is fucking the
1: woman who's going to defend them against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, once people started talking about this, it was uh, quickly, I think announced that, um, she is no longer, uh, the East precinct liaison. Mm-hmm. Extremely cool. I mean, really that's neat. It, it, uh, like a lot of things I you know it's ultimately kind of a, a red herring or like a, a, a pointless uh, hole to go down on like the conflict of interest on this the, this mm-hmm. issue except to say that that Andrew Lewis would date a cops lawyer yeah yeah okay that, that's who that's who we elected that's who I uh, hold my held my nose and voted for while uh, routinely trashing on this podcast. Um that's who that's who we elected that's who we've got uh is someone who would date a cops lawyer <laughs> so yeah it, there you go
0: it, and honestly yeah, it's not gonna affect his vote in any way and that it was always gonna turn into a no well, well uh, it
1: remains to be seen, but it does everyone seems to think it's going that way
0: yeah uh it's mainly just very funny and I think one of the funniest things is there is a photo of them that like, one one of the photos of them together is uh with Joe Biden, which is Funny, <laughs> right. but the other photo is presumably in one of their houses. I think, and there's one of the uh, those awful drawings that were from the women's march that are all of the, uh, they're supposed to show the many women of America, which is just the same sort of model, just driven, drawn with different ethnicity markers on her. But my point of this is 100% Laura Baird, Andrew Lewis's girlfriend was the, one of the many white women who broke out an enormous applause and cheering for SPD at the women's March, like 100%. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. And that but just when I saw that picture and I saw that in the background, I was like, oh fucking fucking typical. <laughs> smash the button. Smash the button. <laughs> yeah.
1: Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, so we don't really we don't know how this is gonna go down. I mean, by the time this comes out, they'll probably have had the vote. Um uh you know, uh there are some there are, you know, some of the council are, have committed are really, really committed. Um Obviously, Shama, but also uh, uh, Teresa Mosqueda has, has, you know, even this week had really strong language mm-hmm. about the need to basically um, eliminate SPD. Um, yeah. And I think Tammy Morales will
0: be a, you mm-hmm. know, a yes on it as well. Yeah. I, think, I think there's three solid votes and then there's a lot of nothing. Lisa, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say with a the bunch. Well, of
1: them, but it's, yeah. Then it be in a thing like this, it comes down then it's it's wheeling and dealing. It's like mm-hmm. this. This is going to fail by one vote very likely yeah um and that is strategic that's usually strategic you know mm-hmm. like every whoever yeah whoever needs a whoever uh, needs a yes it, vote you yes in yeah. a thing where the legislation still fails lewis doesn't think he needs the yes vote because he represents fucking queen anne you know yeah um so he's gonna it, it makes sense that he'll be one who takes the bullet uh Of, uh, voting no on this to kill it, um, of the people who, you know, were theoretically tepidly in support, you know, last month. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's to be expected. That's, like, the role he has always and was always destined to play here. Yeah, well... Along with uh,
0: this awesome news about our new uh, title, Anarchist State, uh, came out also uh, just a couple days ago. The Office of Police Accountability has released its findings for uh, six of the cases of demonstrators being brutalized by SPD. And wouldn't you know it, uh, after investigating themselves, the police have decided... They've done nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably the most notable one of this uh, is the uh, officer who sprayed a child with pepper spray, uh, which was on the first day of the protests and made national news as uh, people were trying to like use milk and stuff to wash this out of this child's eyes. Yeah, we were uh, down there that day. Yep. Yeah, we were right, right next to where that was happening uh they decided that actually the officer did nothing wrong because he didn't intend to spray the child with pepper spray so it was and really when it comes 50/50. to crime it, intention
1: is all that matters <laughs> it was either whoopsie or he he was he was a scared of the kid yeah and those are the two uh cop defenses basically and i think they felt that um saying that he feared for his life from this child was um a bit of a stretch. So they went with whoopsie doo. Yeah. Didn't so. mean to, and that's it. That's the end. That's it. No, that's, you know, the fact that, um, that can happen, uh, that is just like co- the cost of, uh, policing a society, you know, that, mm-hmm. that you can accidentally just drench a, uh, small boy in, uh, pepper spray, uh, Along with a bunch of other people, is just, well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, what were they doing walking there? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And apparently, OPA,
0: in its report, uh, one of the things I think they threw out there to kind of try and, you know, claim uh, suspicious or like to put a little suspiciousness on the child or whatever was that the family had attained an attorney. And the attorney basically told the OPA to go fuck themselves (laughs) when it came to (laughs) interviews. And uh, that's because that attorney is smart. Yeah. (laughs) And the OPA uh, is basically trying to use that to say, oh, what can we do? Right. All we have is video, photos, witnesses, all that kind of stuff. What can we do if uh, they won't participate? Right. Yeah.
1: Good lawyer. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, play their fucking game.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the city is going to settle with this family on this, yeah, when they right?
1: inevitably sue them. Now that yeah, yeah. this is now that the OPA process is done. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that how, comes out of, uh, you know, the budget for, uh, Oh, I don't know, you know, schools, housing, the homeless, mm-hmm. uh, feeding people. Uh, I don't know. Just anything you could actually want. No, no, it's going to go to, um, paying out what I'm sure is going to be in every municipality, but certainly here in Seattle, a record year for, mm-hmm. uh, police brutality settlements.
0: Yeah. Uh they also deemed that an officer who this was another photo that went viral, an officer who put his knee on one of the protesters' necks, uh, much in the same way as the officer who killed George Floyd, uh, that and that he in fact had did nothing wrong in, you know, choking this guy out in the street, and, and that his unprofessional statements uh were okay.
2: <laughs> so,
0: oh good. So
1: at least there's a process.
0: So, you know,
1: uh, First six cases are through. Do they have any ruling on the uh, in-uniform SPD cops uh, breaking uh, windows downtown that night yet? Is that come up? Uh, weirdly, the yet? that has not come up. Oh, okay. Uh, it, the OPA did mention
0: that the cop who sprayed the kid that there were thirteen thousand individual complaints against that cop for uh, for you know pepper spraying that kid. So very cool that he'll continue to be on the force for a very long time. Uh, can't wait till he murders a kid. Countdown. Countdown until right. Speaking of which,
1: fucking cops in the area can't stop shooting people either. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, the Washington State Patrol shot yeah. someone on uh Saturday, I believe. Yeah, and then we just and had a Redmond shooting- PD. Uh, killed I know this, I know for sure this person's dead. Uh, a woman who called 911 mm-hmm. um and is now dead in Redmond. That was uh late last night. So it just they just uh, they just can't help themselves. There's no help coming, guys.
2: Look,
0: the OPA is not going. to... I mean, they they pepper sprayed a child on camera, and the whole world saw it. And the OPA just said, "Hey, boys will be boys." <laughs> <laughs> <Just move laughs> yeah. You. Um, Colin, you,
2: you had no so help You found the Redmond story. Was yeah. there other details? Uh, not that I saw. I I just liked the quote from somebody that lived in that apartment building. Oh the, yeah. Do you it's want to read like, that? This isn't you have, I have it up here. here. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like, have that. So someone who
1: was interviewed by uh, Cairo or someone who lives in the apartment building in Redmond said, I'm shocked that it happened here. I mean, that's why I pay as much as I do to live here, said uh, <laughs> Jess Silva, who lives in the building. So um, I, is that class consciousness? uh. Like, uh Basically, like, yeah, I mean, obviously they're out killing poor people, but like, uh, I thought I, I ordered the premium package that didn't include my neighbors (laughs) getting gunned down by the police. Um, and the thing is like when you've juiced like the level of police violence to such like orgiastic heights where you're killing over a thousand people a year in a country of 320 million, um, I'm just probably gonna blow past that this year. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, you know, occasionally uh someone who lives in Redmond is also gonna get shot by the police. Uh occasionally some even some white people are gonna get shot by the mm-hmm. police. Um uh you you know, but don't worry, statistically you're probably okay, Redmond apartment person, Jess Silva. <laughs> Well I mean you know there's more than 300 million people in America
0: that are only killing a thousand a year I mean statistically you're probably not gonna shot I mean, but this is but part of it it does reveal some of the logic one that Americans do know that the police target poor people yeah like that whether they want to admit it or not they do know and the other part of it is that you cope with that by just pretending that it can't happen to you right? And part of that is having a fantastical view of how this whole system works, right? Uh, And the other part of it is, you know, not knowing certain details. Like, um, Kianga Yamada Taylor is very fond of giving the stat out that the U.S. imprisons as a percentage of its population more white people than any country in Europe. (laughs) You know, like, there is a price for having a fucking police state, even for those that aren't as directly targeted by it, you know, that comes in there. And for this guy in his uh, Redmond apartment complex that he thought was too fancy for a police <laughs> shooting, uh, I guess this is an awakening. We'll see what he does with it. <laughs> it. It never stops. And like I said, you know, as we said earlier, um, nobody's coming to help you on this. Joe no. Biden's running a law and order campaign. He's not going to fucking help you on this. Uh, the Supreme Court is going to have is going to be consist of. Uh, You know, once Joe Biden loses his election and all the other Supreme Court justices die, it's going to consist of uh, nine, you know, 12 year olds who are just like epic uh, from like the epic griper meme.
2: Chief Justice Colton Burpo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically, (laughs) you know. um, Yeah, nobody's coming, man. You know, it's just us. That's it. Um,
2: Didn't the Supreme Court refuse to hear a case on qualified immunity too in this last session?
0: Uh, I don't know about this last session, but they've they've refused to hear them uh, repeatedly in the past. So there's no cool. There's no reason to believe they would hear one now. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Now, the other story I kind of wanted to talk about that kind of ties into this is, you know, we like to keep track of our local boys. You know, we like to keep track of uh, what's going on. And Mike McGinn, former mayor, (laughs) was in the Atlantic as one of the experts that they talked to in an article about police pullback. And I just wanted to throw this idea for you guys, uh, which I think is going to be the new talking point all the way up into the election, which is that uh, when you try and reform the police or even acknowledge the things that the police do, there is an effect an unintended consequence where uh, police stop doing their job. And all of a sudden the city becomes riddled with crime. (laughs) You have to beg them to come back. All right. And I just, I, this really hit me with the Atlantic article because Atlantic I watched uh, Fox News all weekend, like I said, because I was hanging out with a 60-year-old in Eastern Washington. And uh, let me tell you, this police pullback talking point came up about once every seven minutes on that.
1: McGinn was in there saying, you know, in, he he's interviewed in that for that piece, saying basically like, you have to use, if that's that's going to happen anytime you challenge these people, you have to use that opportunity to fire them. So like what we've seen he's the example he used just immediately, the simplest one of the covering the badges. It's like you give an order. Don't do that. And when they do, you fucking fire them. This is either two possible effects Uh, either, um, you know, actually just doing that uh, when cops disobey orders, when they slack off on the job, when they, you know, these easily identifiable ways they're, you know, not doing their jobs either you fire them and at least you you're getting rid of people um, and the the biggest assholes hopefully or maybe when you maybe if you actually fight back against these people actually threaten them in some way who knows you might actually like have some chance of uh getting them to do what you want you know but you know that's off the table for uh you know for this city hall certainly
0: yeah i mean The thing is, is that it's a compelling for uh, dumb people or for people who just watch a lot of TV. It's a compelling narrative in that the police are portrayed almost as a um, like a natural weather event or something like that. (laughs) And at no point, because the Mm. obvious answer to respond to this is, oh. So when, you know, the democratically elected officials, right, who are supposed to be in charge of the police department and represent the people, when they ask the police department to do something, or more importantly, to stop doing something, uh, the police department is going to throw a giant fit and do whatever they want to do anyways. Basically, the whole argument is the police are out of control. Don't bother trying to reform
1: them. right. Well, the right-wing framing of it is, If you attack the police like this, you will weaken the police and Mm -hmm. just necessarily they will their efficacy on the street will be down. But I mean, that that's a very thin veil. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, but that's how all Democratic mayors will deal with this. They'll just like do nothing. They'll just give in. I mean, again, nothing. These these slow these police like slowdowns have happened in cities where nothing was actually done to police like here, nothing has been done here and yeah. the, they probably are going to do that here.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, famously it was done uh, in New York city under de Blasio and he uh, threatened to do nothing to them. And, uh, people, <laughs> the funny part was in New York city, all the people in the city started going like, it's actually kind of nice. Dickheads
1: on every fucking street corner. Yeah. So they had to come
0: rushing back to work. But, uh,
1: you know, well, that's that tells you something because this is an old tactic mm. and it could be that it it could. Who knows? I mean, the hope I mean, hope against hope that it could backfire on a large scale um, yeah. further and further uh turning America against the police. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but there's, there's
2: oh, no no way that. We're going to see any change after over a hundred days of stories of women, children, elderly people getting beat, maimed, otherwise hurt by disgusting freaks with weapons. I mean, if that doesn't make you think the police are bad, then like you said earlier, nothing is going to.
1: Well, I think it has. Look, it this really it's, has changed yeah. a changed lot of people's opinion. mind on a, on a massive scale um to where i mean at least 50% of a lot of m- people in major cities are like yeah the cop fuck the cops um we need something completely different but you know that that no surprise that the democratic power structure in those cities is going to be like decades behind that or pushing against it mm-hmm. you know so like it's just this is going to take uh this is going to be a matter of like many cycles of change you know like the this is all in every city council and mayoral election Mm -hmm. over the next many years in every one of these big cities this is going to be on the ballot this is going to be these are going to be the questions people are going to have to ask when they're running like where do you stand on defunding the police you know um Mm -hmm. and you know that's that's where we're at that's how that's what a shithole america is that's what a fucking awful country we live in Well, I think the comparison, right, what it could easily turn into is the sort
0: of, you know, forever fight over universal health care where it's a political impossibility. Because on the one hand, you have the vast majority of the people in the population who want it. And on the other hand, you have business interests who don't. So it's impossible to do. And I think the same thing with policing is we could very easily, particularly in urban areas, reach a point where the vast majority of people in the urban area uh, want something done about the police but business doesn't and you know rich people don't so it's not going to happen it'll be yeah. politically impossible and feasible to do right and uh, you know it's that that seems to me to be the situation that we've driven to at this yeah. point but right? what's capital interesting stepped is, in and said no
1: on this. what's interesting is that system that like balance of power that is held for many decades that has prevented something like uh, you know national health care from mm. happening Uh, maybe at an inflection point, you know, um, it, (laughs) like, so that it, that is definitely a possible outcome over the next say 20 years. Um, but at the same time, that system that is holding back against, uh, you know, reform against public opinion, could, we could see that collapsing, uh, this year. I mean, who the fuck knows, you know, so there is still hope. Yeah. Well, good times. Yeah.
0: Good times had by all.
1: Great, uh, great times.
0: Great, <laughs> uh, great, great time to be alive. Um, Colin, do you want to close this out? Well, you know, with a well, that sucks. And all that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that did suck a lot. Um, and I'm sure whatever we talk about next will suck, too. So tune in to find out if you want to hear more things that suck. Go check out the Patreon. There's yeah. lots of sucky things in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're about to to talk about some real stinkers. Yeah. Giant suck fest in there. <laughs> yeah. Fucking <and> fuck
0: fest in <laughs> the Patreon.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we'll uh, see everybody later and have a good night. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth gone forever.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. They just overrode the veto. They're kind of defunding SPD.